The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. Buffalo lawmakers are calling for an audit of city employees on paid leave. This following word that a city clerk collected over $600,000 after being placed on administrative leave back in 2016 for allegedly tampering with the payroll. Councilmember David Rivera. How can we go seven years and not having a hearing and at the same time pay the person $600,000? If anyone on this common council did that, we would be terminated. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. So we need to find where the process broke down, why where something fell through the cracks here. The council asking the city comptroller to audit all similar cases to determine how many city employees are on extended administrative leave and why. Cameras will be coming to the stop signs on school buses throughout the city of Buffalo in the next year. WBEN's Max Ferry is here with the latest. With a vote of 7-1, to one, the Buffalo Common Council on Tuesday authorized contract approval for a company to install cameras on school bus stop arms in order to deter motorists from speeding by stopped school buses. Bus Patrol America will now outfit the entire 634 school bus fleet of the Buffalo Public School District with cameras on the stop arms of the buses. I I am the chairman of the education committee, so one thing I've always talked about on that committee is safety and security for the students, and this is just another arm of that, you know, so we're just trying to make sure that the students are uh, safe when they're onboarding and offboarding the bus, and uh, that's really the whole impetus for this. Lovejoy District Councilman Brian Bullman. If you get caught passing by a stop school bus in the city of Buffalo, the city could fine you up to $250. Councilman Mitch Nowakowski recognizes the concerns in the past with cameras in school zones, accruing excessive amounts of violations for motorists, generating millions of dollars for the city in one week. I think what the difference was here is that I think we can all unite unanimously is that if you pass a school bus, you're a jerk. I mean, you're put to re- you're really you're going in close proximity with your vehicle to children getting on and off of bus. So I think that this is a measure where it being implemented shows and, and is going to be demonstrated that violators will be prosecuted and um, that we can keep kids safe. Councilman Bowman says he is committed to monitoring the work of the company, especially in the months following installation of the cameras, to determine if the priority is on the safety of the school children rather than generating revenue for the city. He predicts citizens will start seeing the cameras next year. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. A fight between rival fans at a New England Patriots game over the weekend ended with a fatality. Now the visiting fan who threw the deadly punch may face charges. Investigators near Boston are waiting for autopsy results to help determine if charges will be filed in the death of a New England Patriots fan. 53-year-old Dale Mooney was at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough for Sunday's Dolphins game. Video shows him in a Patriots jersey and hat getting into a row of seats when the fight breaks out. Witnesses say Mooney was punched at least twice in the head, never regained. Gaining consciousness. It was 
tough to watch. Try to do CPR for at least 10 to 15 minutes. The Patriots say they're heartbroken by Mooney's death. Uh, this happened Sunday night. We'll have more throughout the morning. Negotiations continue between the United Auto Workers Union and big three automakers, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. Thousands of workers continue striking. Marcel Edwards has worked for Ford for 35 years and says he's striking for future generations of auto workers. A lot of times, younger generation, they don't really understand the UAW, where it's come from, the purpose of it. I think this strike has changed a lot of young people's minds and what it's all about and where it needs to go. According to UAW President Sean Fain, workers from more plants could walk away from the job if there's no major progress in talks by the end of the week. The Fed adjourns its latest meeting later on today. So what does that mean for interest rates? Steria Albinger with what the experts think. The Federal Reserve's Open Markets Committee's closely watched weeks of economic data, including the latest consumer price and producer price indices, which show while inflation may be up month to month, it's lower year over year. Analysts think that might be enough for the Fed to announce it's leaving interest rates alone. But since it's still away from the 2% target, the increases could continue the next time the central bank meets. Jerry Alpinger with the latest right there. We'll be uh, talking a little bit more about what to expect later on this morning at 7.20. New financial rules making saving for your kids' college a bit more attractive. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. Congress recently allowed parents to roll up to $35,000 from their children's 529 college account to a Roth IRA. The reason, it's, the reason it's, it's in the law is because a lot of parents had hesitation that, you know, they're putting money away for you know, one of their children or several children, and they don't really know if the child is going to be going to college or if the money would be used or not. Tony Agoric of Agoric Wealth Management says there are strings attached. You cannot roll over any earnings or contributions, um, you know, for the prior five years. It does have to be in place for 15 years, and also the child has to uh, be able to hit the uh, earned income, which, which means they have to have some sort of usually salary income to satisfy the 6500 a year um, Roth uh, income threshold. Agoric says setting up a 529 is a simple way to help save your kids' college. Hear how New York makes it easy to invest online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, so uh, maybe some good news for a lot of people out there. That's something at 720. We'll be talking with Michael Angelucci about uh, what this means, uh, how it should adjust your savings for college. Well, uh, maybe a little bit more savings if your kid lost money playing Fortnite. The Federal Trade Commission says you might be eligible for a refund. Fortnite creator Epic Games is under FTC scrutiny over its use of in-game purchase options, appealing to kids looking to unlock new character styles, gear, and dance moves. And now the FTC is asking parents to take action. Millions of players who may be eligible for refunds will receive emails from the FTC in the coming weeks. The request for claims following two record-breaking settlements totaling more than half a billion dollars. Quinn Owen, ABC News. I don't know. I thought it was, uh, maybe it's just me. I kind of thought this was a thing of the past. Yeah. Right? You know, uh, I remember kids when with the phone spending a ton of money playing games. Like, I thought that they squashed this yeah. uh, to in make my it house harder to do. Years uh, ago. Yeah. Apparently not. Uh, just so watch right. out and, hey, refund. But we know how these class action things go. Enough people show up and your refund's like 50 cents when right. you lost 500. Right. So. And you probably have to wait a few years yeah. for it. Know as well, and a formality has been relaxed on the Senate floor. The elected 
can now wear more comfortable clothing and forego the suit, tie, and other dress code mandates, but not everyone's in favor. It comes after Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman, a Democrat, faced criticism for wearing gym shorts and hooded sweatshirts. Fetterman has previously voted from doorways to skirt previous Senate attire rules. 46 Republicans have now sent a letter urging Schumer to reverse course, calling the change misguided. Schumer says it's about choice, saying now senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit. The rule relaxation only applies to senators. Staffers, however, will still be required to follow the rules. What's that? That's kind of strange. The, the, the senator, yeah. you know, is wearing cargo shorts, but... <laughs> or gym shorts. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the <laughs> intern the running around it needs to be dressed up. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Sunny and pleasant today with high temperatures near 70 degrees. For tonight, clear and cool again. Overnight lows will be near 50. For your Thursday, mostly sunny with temperatures in the mid-70s, mid to upper 70s on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. And now we bring on Joe Columbeck, North District Common Council Member in Buffalo. And want to get to a few things, Joe. Thanks for the time this morning. Uh, one sure. thing that Brian just mentioned is the audit of city employees who are on paid administrative leave. This came up in the council session yesterday. There's a city employee who's been collecting over $600,000 since being on paid leave since 2016. Do you think this is an isolated incident or do you fear that there could be more cases like this? Well, I hope it's isolated, um, but I don't know. The unfortunate thing is, is that we don't really have uh, a, a part of the council that can do an audit ourselves. So we have to rely on the comptroller's office. And so what we did yesterday was we requested that the Comptroller's Office do an audit and report its findings back to us. You're a little nervous about what you might find? I mean, we have this one story of somebody uh, collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars while on leave. Uh, do you expect to see more of that? Um, I, you know, I don't know what to expect. If somebody would have told me a month ago that we had a person doing this, I would have found it hard to believe. Um, but you know, I hope it's an isolated incident. And, you know, I think it just shows that we probably have to be uh, a little bit better in our auditing and audit on a more regular basis, because it's been a long time. You know, a year, two years, this has been like, what, six, seven years? It's ridiculous. Right. All right. Uh, bus cameras. Uh, this was also voted on yesterday by the council. After going through that speed camera program, how is this different, Joe? Are you confident that this is not going to be a cash grab for the city? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think uh, to go to your first part, uh, the reason that it's going to be different is, is that the school zone cameras, if you remember, you had to lower your speed limit for half of the day in front of the school building. And that was ridiculous, you know, and it was based on New York state law with this uh, arm camera there's going to be absolutely nothing that changes except that if and when a car goes by a school bus with its arms down and the red lights flashing, it's going to get a picture taken of it and it's um, going to be judged on to whether the person went through 
while the arm was down, while the lights were on, and then it's going to be submitted to the city of Buffalo Police Department so that the uh, police department can verify as to whether the person has broken the law. So there's going to be no disruption, absolutely nothing like there was during the school zone cameras. This is just going to be people following the rules, hopefully. Yeah, um, hopefully. Have you gotten a demonstration on exactly how the technology works, uh, when that will be in action? Are, are there any concerns about, you know, oh, the camera turned on a, a little early or a little late or something like that? Yeah, my understanding is, is that when the, cam- when the uh, arm goes down while the camera's on, that you would be able to see that the red light is flashing where the car is, where the car starts, where the car ends. And that's why there's going to be at least two people, one from the company that takes a look at it first. And then if they deem that the person went through the red light camera, it will then go to the city of Buffalo police department. And there will be an officer that will then verify a second time. Um, So, and my understanding is, is that it's going to be pretty clear cut that a car you know, went through uh, uh, with the arm down because the camera uh, won't be working properly until the actual arm is down on the camera and the arm won't be down until the lights are flashing. How big of a problem is this around the city for, you know, the city to have to do something like this? Um, I get calls occasionally, you know, not, not, not a lot, but usually in like September because uh, people are brand, you know, the buses are starting up again and people have forgotten, you know, that you have to stop. Um, anecdotally, I've seen it happen, you know, maybe once or twice this year. And I'm talking blatantly. I mean, not like, you know, somebody's driving the lights yellow and the person goes through. I'm talking, I've seen a couple of times this year where the arm has been down, the light has been flashing, and a car goes around or passes it on the other side. The uh, city snow plan, this also came up in the council session yesterday. You know, we're, we're in the back half of September. We know the weather can change almost at any point. Sure. Do you think that there's a sense of urgency by the administration to get the snow plan out for everybody? Um, you know, I, don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say an urgency, but uh, I know that I've worked with the DPW and uh, others in the city of Buffalo uh, uh, talking to them about problems that we've had specifically in my council manic district. So they have been taking input, um, at least for me, but I, I, I've called them first, you know, to talk to them. So I do think that there, you know, there is a sense of urgency. Um, but remember, as of right now, with the city charter, they, they, all they have to do is submit it to us by November the 1st. So I think that, you know, while we would like to get it earlier, they don't have to give it to us earlier. And that was why I, I mentioned yesterday that I would work with Mr. Rivera to do a, a revision of the charter uh, to make it earlier that they would have to require it. I didn't know that Councilmember Wyatt actually had a resolution. They literally ran to his office to get it and submitted it yesterday to move the date up for 2024 because you, you can't do it for this year, um, but you can for next year. Whether or not the plan is in your hands, do you feel that the city is prepared should a winter storm hit? I mean, let's see, it's uh, September 20th right now. I mean, a month from now is kind of reasonable. 
Yeah, I mean, I think once again, it depends on what what kind of a storm. If it's a severe one like we had at Christmas time last year, that once-in-a-lifetime storm, which seemed to be happening far more than once in our lifetime, you know, I don't think that the city will ever be uh, prepared for something of that magnitude. I think for a, a normal, typical snowstorm that we have, you know, from everything that I have seen, I think that we will be close to ready. Um, what I like about the possibility of moving the date up to April 1st is this will help us a month before the city budget to possibly put into our budget uh, increased needs for uh, the Department of Public Works and other departments to assist us on snow removal. And it'll be soon after winter, so we'll be able to have, you know, we'll, we'll remember you know, what uh, the specific problems were because they were a month or two months or three months ago rather than November 1st. You're talking about eight or nine months ago and other problems pop up in the meantime. We're speaking with North District Council Member Joe Golumbek on WBEN Buffalo. Uh, Joe, one other thing on the, you know, snow plan, there's no fleet manager or emergency coordinator that have been hired for two positions created after last winter. Does that surprise you? Um, yeah, to a degree. I I figured uh, I didn't think that uh, the positions would be filled immediately because I know the administration, you know, sort of uh, um, slows down when it comes to hiring people so that they can save a little bit of money in the upcoming budget. Um, but I would have thought that by September we would have had somebody hired so that they could get acclimated with the city of Buffalo. Um, if they hire from within, it'll be a little bit easier because they'll already know things. But if we hire somebody from somewhere else, they're going to need time to get acclimated to how the city of Buffalo works and, you know, what our process and procedures are. Well, Joe, thanks so much for the time this morning. Really appreciate it. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.